Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News Tuesday, January 31st, 2023, Stand Up For Your Country. Very entertaining and informative program today. And uh, there's a report that just got to me before this taping that Donald Trump took the Fifth Amendment when he was deposed for a New York state case that's trying to get him. So Trump was smart. I mean, everybody knows that this state where I am right now, New York, is trying to get Trump on anything. So why would he even answer their questions? I wouldn't. It's not surprising. So he took the fifth. Not a big deal. But there is something going on with the former president that you should know about. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So yesterday, uh, Mr. Trump sued Bob Woodward, the journalist of Watergate fame, for $49 million. Here's essentially the case. Woodward was writing a book called Rage. He wanted to interview Trump. Trump said, okay. Woodward came in and taped the interview, as journalists usually do, because you, don't, you can't write everything down a person's saying. You tape it, okay? Trump said okay to the taping, and he spent a lot of time with Woodward. However, 
after the book came out, Simon and Schuster, the publisher, then released an audio that has Trump's voice on it. Okay, Trump says, I never agreed to that. All I said was that Woodward could interview me. And if you want to use the tape in the interview for the book, the paper book, it was okay. I didn't say that Simon and Schuster could put the tape together and sell it. So this is fraud and I'm going to sue. And Trump alleges that the tape is distorted in places, which will be very interesting if it ever gets to trial. And I don't know whether it's ever going to get to trial, but we'll see. Now, the interesting part of this to me is I had a long discussion with Donald Trump back uh, in 2019 telling him, don't do this. Now, I have nothing against Bob Woodward, but I know what Woodward is in business to do. He's associate editor for The Washington Post, which, of course, kills Trump every day, still to this day, slaughters him. And Woodward brought a book proposal, in fact, a number of them, to Simon & Schuster for big money, millions of dollars. In a book proposal, and trust me, I've sold more nonfiction books than Bob Woodward has, um, you have to tell the publisher what you're going to do. Okay? And so you have to say this is going to be a book about Trump's whatever it may be. But you have to say what the point of view is going to be. If you want the million dollars or whatever it may be, you can't just say, well, I don't know yet. (laughs) No, not the way it goes. So I told the former president, um, look, it's a mistake to cooperate with Woodward since he's already slashed you. And I think it's three other books. I think he wrote four books on Trump. All of them are anti-Trump books. Why are you doing it? And Trump's reply to me was, I want to get my side out. Okay, but number one, anybody reading a Bob Woodward book on Trump already hates Trump. There aren't like undecideds reading that book, okay, because they know what this is. So why bother reading? I didn't read it. I read the early ones, but I didn't read Rage because I knew what it was going to be. Why do I always waste my time? So you're not getting your word out to anybody that's going to be persuaded. And that's what I said to the president. And number two, by inviting him into your inner sanctum and, and, you know, giving him all this time, you're just giving him a better narrative to hurt you. All right. So anyway, Donald Trump did, as usual, didn't take my advice. And he sat down with Trump, uh, with uh, Woodward. And um, the rest is history, including the lawsuit that was filed yesterday. Now, I don't know how this lawsuit is going to come out. All right. I don't particularly care. But it's a continuation of dubious decisions by Donald Trump, because if he wants to be reelected, he's got to get out of this. I'm fighting every battle. All right. The endless controversy cycle. People are exhausted from it. I'll submit to you that very few people care about this Simon and Schuster, Bob Woodward situation. Yes, it's wrong. It is. It's wrong. If you allow someone in to tape you. 
But Trump should have had documents there from Woodward to sign saying, I'm, only, I'm not going to use the tape in any way, shape, or form other than for reference, for my writing. That should have happened. But Trump doesn't have the most astute advisors. He doesn't. I mean, believe me, I've, I know that. Um, so the, apparently there isn't any paper that was signed. Um, but these endless controversies for the independent voters, those not enamored with Donald Trump, but who might vote for him in 24 because he did a, a good job on the economy and he ran a country pretty well. If you're going to be fair, that's the truth. Okay. But the endless controversy merry-go-round discourages people from voting for Donald Trump because they go, oh, do we have to go through this again? I mean, it's that. So let me just give you a few examples that now I have to say, honestly, if I were Donald Trump, I might have filed the lawsuit against Simon and Schuster. I might have done it. okay, but I wouldn't have the endless controversy thing to deal with as a presidential candidate. I'd have some, but I wouldn't have endless every day. So yesterday we, we learned that consumer spending is down in December, Christmas month. I mean, that's a warning sign that a recession may be kicking in. Spending, consumer spending down in December? That's pretty harrowing. We also learned that um, Food prices are 10.4% higher now than they were a year ago. That's a lot. Last night I was on a run, so I stopped in a local luncheonette here on Long Island, and I got some chicken with rice soup and a cheeseburger. Guess how much it cost? $21.50 for a cheeseburger and some soup. It's just staggering, okay? I mean, that should have cost 15, but this is the age we live in. We also learned this week gas prices are up to $3.51, okay? And that's up at 31 cents from December. So gas prices are going up again, along with 10%. Food prices up. This is what Donald Trump, that's all you need. That's all, you don't need Bob Woodward and you don't need the, the corrupt media. You don't need it. You just, stat after stat after stat after stat. And the president of the United States, Biden, is running around, you know, doing nothing about it. Nothing. This is Herbert Hoover back. Herbert Hoover sat there as depression got worse and worse and worse and did nothing. It's the same thing. So the final stat that comes out uh, is Payments and Lending Club. That's a group. They say in a study of 4,000 U.S. consumers that 64% are living paycheck to paycheck. That's Armageddon. You lose your job, you're dead. You'll lose your car, you may lose your house, you don't have health insurance probably, and you don't have any money because you're living paycheck to paycheck. 
So the four things I just gave you, Trump would concentrate on that and then compare to when he was president. You don't need the other stuff. The other stuff hurts you. It hurts you. Now, I don't know whether you've noticed, but in the last three weeks, the hate get Trump crew has upped it. Okay, because they're getting nervous now. Country goes into a recession this year, and it's about 50-50. Okay, 50-50 right now. But if it goes into a recession in 23, there's no way Democrats are going to win in 24. It's not going to happen. And Trump is still the leader on the Republican side. So you're seeing this unbelievable get him, get him, get him, get him, get him. I'm following it. All right, but I'm not going to bring all the, the small stuff to you. I'm not going to waste your time with that. But you should know what's in play. And that's the memo. Now, President Biden was in New York City, of course, tying up 16 million people. And he's here campaigning. That's what he does. This is the Hudson River Project uh, that he uh, is giving uh, New York and New Jersey, what's the figure? Let's see, $292 million. So the infrastructure bill was passed, signed into law. So you guys in Idaho and Arizona and Michigan and Mississippi are paying for a tunnel. Actually, it's two tunnels, one new one and one being refurbished from Jersey to Manhattan to get commuters here easier. So Biden's out there trumpeting this. Now, this is interesting because I live here. So the tunnel is supposed to be completed by 2035. It'll be completed probably before 2040 at the earliest, at the earliest. So they're never going to hit 2035, ever. So if you do the math, there's a good likelihood that many of us are not going to be here for that. <laughs> okay. Um, number two, the whole thing is costing, uh, oh, I got so many stats here. What is it costing? Mm, come on, O'Reilly, find it, find it, find it. $16 billion, $16 billion, okay? The whole thing. Um, the feds are given $292, 300000000 million. Now, they say it's costing $16 billion. It's going to cost $25 billion. That's what the game is here in New York. The unions get in. They work four or five hours a day. It's never going to be completed any time. Like 235, there's no way. And $16 billion is going to become $25 billion. Just so people know uh, the big con this thing is. Okay, let's go to uh, Joe Biden's press secretary, who is now under fire from the press itself. All right, she's lost all the respect. And the reason is very simple. She doesn't tell the truth. Roll the tape. But he's also going to call out uh, Republicans, in particular in the House, who are saying they want to cut Social Security, who have said very clearly they want to cut Medicare. Uh, look. You know, when the president walked in, the very first piece of legislation that he put forth was an immigration reform bill. That's how seriously he took this. That's how important it was for him to secure the border and deal with an, an uh, illegal migration. 
Did you not know that the I'm telling you, I just answered the question. I just said that I was repeating what the information that we had at that time, right, that you all had. I was confirming from what the special counsel had provided to all of you and that we knew as well from here. Okay, number one, there is no Republican movement to cut Social Security or Medicare. None. I mean, some individual loons might want to do it, but there's no proposal at all. So that's not true. Number two, immigration reform bill, the first thing that Biden put in was amnesty for all, all people here illegally. That'll never get through. No Republican will ever vote for that. So, and he knew it. They knew it. And there's no border security provision in there. None. So that's two lies. Third lie, she's saying that she gave the press information about the documents found in Biden's private possession at his uh, think tank in D.C. and at his home in uh, Delaware. But there were more documents that she didn't mention. So she's just doing the dance there. So White House press secretaries are interesting. The first one was Herbert Hoover, the aforementioned, okay, a guy named George Ackerson, uh, was the first presidential press secretary under Hoover. And Hoover was an awful president. But remember, there's no TV back then, and all you do is write press uh, releases. Longest serving, Stephen Early under FDR, 12 years. Okay, this guy, uh, he was there a long time. James Brady was shot when um, the assassin tried to kill Ronald Reagan. Killing Reagan, check it out, James Brady, good man. All right, in a wheelchair the rest of his life. Um, White House press secretary salary, $180,000. Okay. There have been 35 press secretaries since George Ackerson, the first one. Joining us now from Washington is Fred Lucas, who is the uh, chief new investigative correspondent for the Daily Signal. And he's the author of the new book, The Myth of Voter Suppression, The Left's Assault on Clean Elections, which came out last September. Okay. So, look, I don't want to be unfair to Miss Jean-Pierre. I know that the job requires you to be a propagandist. That's what the job is. All right? And you don't take the job unless you're willing to do that stretch the truth or dodge the truth or spin the truth. But in your estimation, how effective is Ms. Jean-Pierre? Well, one important thing, I think, is that neither the president nor the vice president are particularly great communicators, uh, to say the least. Uh, so that makes a good spokesperson really essential. Uh, from that perspective, I don't think KJP quite measures up in terms of being a great spokesperson uh, to be charitable. But uh, um, what, what we did see, I think the press corps was largely giving her a pass for a while until more recently with this whole classified document scandal, she had said during the press briefing several times that the search is complete. You're, we're not going to see any more classified documents. Um, that's not what happened. Of course, uh, the day, a day or two after that happened, more documents showed up. Uh, I was in the press room the day that the press really unloaded on her for that. So uh, she has had a tougher time as of late. Um, All right. Is she smart, yeah, in your sure. opinion, is she smart enough to do this job? Because she often uh, comes off to me as somebody who is reading notes. And you know, 
the White House communications office. She's not in charge of that. She goes in every day and they hear the talking points. And this is what you say to the press. They anticipate the questions. And then she goes out and pretty much recites what they tell her to say. But it doesn't look to me that she's fast enough on her feet to answer follow up questions in any effective way. Am I wrong? Yeah, uh, she does stick, try to stick with talking points. Um, I'm not going to judge her intelligence. I would say that her predecessor, uh, uh, Jen Psaki, was uh, much better. better at sticking with yeah. those talking points. And uh, she, you know, not necessarily more honest, but better with the talking points and uh, getting that out there. Uh, at the same point, uh, Jen Psaki was previously the uh, spokesperson for the State Department. Uh, she was yeah, she not very good at that job. Right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, she grew into, she had some growing to do. Maybe KJP will grow into this role. She's not ready now. Uh, no, she was thrown into gonna, the deep end, definitely. No. As a communicator who does this for a living, I, can, I know. There's no hope for her. Now, when Saki left the office, I complimented her on what a good job she did spinning the propaganda out of the White House. Because she did. She looked composed. Uh, she was fairly articulate. Uh, where Jean-Pierre stammers a lot uh, when you hit her with something that's obviously contradictory, she just denies it. She just says, oh, no, that didn't happen. You know, when you're, when you're basically coming in and you don't have any truth threshold, which the Biden administration doesn't, the president himself, and we did this yesterday, um, Fred, uh, we ran down in one speech all the things that he said that just simply weren't true. Does he care? No, he doesn't care. Um, but Jean-Pierre does the same thing. If it's true, I don't really care. I'm just going to say it. That's what I think is really hurting the nation at this point. Well, uh, yeah, I, I uh, said that she's getting hammered a lot for what she said about the documents. But really, for uh, since she's taken the job, she's been uh, largely been a recession denier. Uh, she said everything's fine sure. at the border, essentially. Absolutely. Um, I, look, looking back at her background before this, she was an election denier uh, about regarding the 2016 election, uh, regarding the, uh, the presidential election that year, regarding the 2018 Georgia governor's race. Uh, there was no evidence either of those races were stolen, but she was out there as a pundit saying that they were. Um, so, yeah, I mean, she has had some some issues with truth uh, even prior to this job. Right. All right, Fred, we really appreciate it. Thanks very much. Um, you know, again, I'm trying to be fair to this woman, but it comes a point where you have to make a decision. My decision is she's incompetent and dishonest. That's not a good combination. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for 10,000 or 10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 
1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD. 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Okay, so next Wednesday, a week from tomorrow, the House is going to haul in three people that work for Twitter to ask them about Hunter Biden. So this comes under the heading of the House Oversight and Accountability Committee, chaired by Congressman James Comer of Kentucky. This is going to be very interesting hearing. So it's by Jaya Gotti, former Twitter chief legal officer, James Baker, used to work for the FBI, former Twitter deputy general counsel, and Yoel Roth former head of safety and integrity for Twitter. So they're coming in to get grilled. Now, my expectations are low because there are Democrats on the oversight committee or they're going to try to derail all this. So I don't know how many nuggets we're going to get, but obviously that's a big story coming up a week from tomorrow. In uh, conjunction with that, the Washington Post is reporting anonymous as usual that uh, Hunter Biden's allies are weighing a legal defense fund for him. So say he gets indicted, and that's a scandal in itself, that whole investigation in Delaware, what a scandal that is, um, because it doesn't go on this long. You either indict or you don't indict, and you explain to the people. But anyway, and honest people say they, they may put up a Hunter Biden defense fund. This happened, you may remember, with Paula Jones and Bill Clinton, okay? And I didn't recall it immediately until my crack staff put it in front of me. They put up organizers of the Clinton Fund and uh, raised a lot of money uh, because Paula Jones accused uh, Bill Clinton of sexual improprieties. Uh, Stephen King and Robert De Niro were two of the major names that helped Bill Clinton with that fund. Okay, so today, as I mentioned, uh, President Biden was in uh, New York City campaigning for 24, even though he's, I don't think he's going to run. He's still out there. That occupies his time. Before he left for New York City, 
Reporters got about, I don't know, two minutes with him, and he addressed the Memphis situation. Go. Do you still think George Floyd Act is the most reasonable legislation to get through a divided Congress? Right now, it before. As you know, I did it by executive order for the president's party. But I can't do it otherwise without the help of the president. All right, the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. Do you remember that? Okay. So this was proposed in 2021, um, and it went nowhere because of three things that I'm going to tell you about. But the left, the Democratic Party, wants to put handcuffs on local and state police. They've already done that on the federal side, but the federal side, they don't do retail crime too much. Okay, so the reason that no Republicans would support the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act is threefold. Number one, the act would create a national policy, police misconduct registry to prevent officers who are fired or pushed out for bad performance from ever working for another police agency. Now, that is so grossly unfair because everybody knows there are politics and police departments all over the country. So if you get booted out for poor performance, you can't ever be a cop again. That's not our system. That's ridiculous. All right. And it could be anything. It could be a personality conflict. So that's number one. Who would vote for that except for Joe Biden and the people who follow him? Number two, ban no knock warrants in federal drug cases. So oftentimes the federal authorities, DEA, work with the locals on narcotics cases. Now, these are big cases where people have guns to protect the narcotics, the criminals. No knock warrants. You can't use it. That puts everybody in danger. Everybody on the law enforcement side. That's insane. And the worst is number three and qualified immunity for all American police officers, law enforcement, from most civil lawsuits. So that means if you, the, you arrest a criminal, criminal can sue you in civil court. And maybe the union will pick it up. I don't know in individual cases, but police officers can't afford that. Who would be a police officer? Working class people can't afford it. Get sued and sued and sued and sued. And you know these sleazy lawyers They'd be running in, suing every police department in town. I, I, I mean, it's these three things. Any thinking person would say, no, you destroy the whole law enforcement system if you if you pass that law. Now, again, Biden's not smart enough to understand the repercussions of the law. You know, he just spouts this nonsense. OK, uh, Overseas, President Biden has ruled out providing F-16 fighter jets to Ukraine. That is the correct policy. Putin's on the ropes now inside Russia. We don't get reporting because unlike here, if you are a Russian citizen and you bring this into a demonstration, you're in jail. They'll put you in jail and you'll never see this again. So this we very little video coming out of there, no reporting at all. We're talking in places outside of Moscow and St. Petersburg. That, you know, so, but there is dissent. Okay, we know that. If you give the Ukrainians fighter jets where they can bomb Russia itself, actual towns in Russia, then the Russian people will turn 
against Ukraine and support Putin. So you don't allow the Ukrainians that capacity. We all understand that. I think Putin may go down this year because of this war, because he's losing it so badly. But the only way he goes down is if the Russian people take him out. You start to bomb them, they'll turn and support him. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth, delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually. You're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to the Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Secularization of the world. So the London School of Economics is a big, obviously, a big, important institution. They now are saying, we're not going to have any mention of Christmas or Easter, all right, on our calendar. It's gone. And a lot of institutions in the United States have done it too. We're going to have autumn term, winter break, spring break. So I asked my staff to say, well, what about Ramadan? So they don't have Ramadan on the calendar, but they do have on their um, internet site, London School of Economics, an entire page on supporting students and staff during Ramadan. So they don't want to mention Christmas or Easter. They don't have a page supporting Christmas or Easter or any Christian entity. But they have a page supporting Ramadan, London School of Economics. Uh, Smart Life. So um, we have a program here. And we do have a lot of uh, new viewers uh, because our distribution is now uh, much wider uh, for direct TV and, and things like that. We're all over the world now. And um, so BillOReilly.com is where we live. That is the nexus. That's where our offices are. That's where everything comes out. You can be, if you'd like, a premium member or a concierge member. You pay a little bit more for concierge because you get direct access to me. And we have thousands of members. Now, this is set up so we can be your advocate. So if you get into trouble, health, uh, some company hoses you, family situation, you know, important stuff, we'll be your advocate. We'll try to solve your problem or refer you to somebody who could. We'll give you a guideline, a pathway. That's what concierge members get. Okay. And it's unique in this business. And we have enough experience and really good researchers to do this. I mean, I got two letters last week about questionable uh, business activities that hurt 
these two concierge members. Well, we righted both of them fairly quickly. Okay. Now I can't do the micro stuff. Lenny at the deli overcharge me. I can't do that, but I can do the bigger stuff. Now, many concierge members are making the mistake of asking me banal questions that they could just Google. You know, the best thing about this is that if you need facts, you can go to Wikipedia and, and, and all of that and get them. Now, if you need opinion, this is terrible. Terrible. You don't want to use this for opinion. You're here with uh, BillOReilly.com and the Noseman News. That's where you should be. Opinion on that is, is horrible. But facts are not. So if you, if you have a fact that you need, go there. That's, and you can get it a lot faster than, because I got to deal with hundreds of letters a week on concierge. And I deal with them all, but I usually say, well, if you Google this, it'll all come up in front of your eyes. So smart life. Become a concierge member, get any free book you want, okay? Including Killing the Legends, still a hot topic, particularly after Lisa Marie Presley's terrible demise. Um, and you get it, if you become a concierge member, you have that as a backstop, okay? Very few people have that in life. That is the Smart Life segment. This day in history, January 31st, 1968, North Vietnam and the Viet Cong violated the Tet holiday, which is the celebration of the Lunar New Year 55 years ago today. They launched massive attacks all over South Vietnam, violating the treaty, and they seized the U.S. Embassy in Saigon, held it for a few hours. Now, this was important because the television cameras, as you're watching right now, captured the carnage of the North Vietnamese and Viet Cong communists coming down and wreaking havoc in South Vietnam. And people who didn't really know much about the war saw this, and commentators say, hey, we're losing the war. That was not true in 1968. Tet Offensive was a loss, a major loss, for North Vietnam and the Viet Cong allies. So 60,000 of them were killed. 216 Marines and soldiers, U.S. Marines and soldiers, were killed in Tet Offensive. 216 of our people, 60,000 of their people. No military victory for the communists. Um, and the South Vietnamese military lost 2,600. Civilians, almost 8,000 were killed. City of Way and all of this. So that happened 55 years ago today. It was a turning point in public opinion against the Vietnam War. All right, we got a mail segment and a final thought about aging. Everybody's getting older. Even if you were just born this week, you're getting older. So I've got some words of wisdom about that. We'll be right back. All right, let's go to the mail. Uh, Shane Bakley, Mount Laurel, New Jersey. As uh, a 24-year veteran police officer, my question is the Memphis Police Department must be full of corruption and have very little oversight. For those officers to beat someone like that tells me that wasn't the first time they did it, and they believe they could get away with it. I can't disagree. That was, I mean, it's just staggering. And of course, the American haters, the progressives, taint every police officer with the same brush as those five. 
Gordon Blair, Lowville, New York. Shame on those cops who assaulted Tyree. And my sympathy goes to his family. It also goes to the family of the cops because they're going to pay a price for years to come. You bet. You know, if you're going to do something horrendous, you got to think of your family because they're going to be hurt by that. Fortibus on the message board, a concierge member. This is not a training issue. It's a character issue. Bottom line, if one can't control his or her emotions, they have no business working in law enforcement. Right on. Right on. And there are very little um, emotional training. So a lot of the agencies don't know. They know what the people did prior. The police training, I think, in general is okay. But you don't know the emotional um, profile. Jerry, these guys all knew what they were doing, as the video clearly shows, but figured they'd get away with it because they were cops. This happens too much. It happened to me personally by a cop with a badge that he considered a bully's license. Yeah, I'd say 10, 12 percent of cops are bad, maybe more, but probably not. Mirrors the population. Andrew Farrell, Ireland. After the signing of the 1998 Good Friday Agreement, the police service of Northern Ireland was formed. It's a model of community-based policing now. Before that, we Irish were told to stay away from the Royal Ulster constantly. I understand. I know what the situation is in Ireland, and uh, they have reformed their police over there. But it's different, you know, in a nation of five million, I'm combining the Republic with Northern Ireland. And you don't have the violent crime and the intensity of what we have here in the USA. Alfred Bays, Paris, California. I just received my gas bill. Last month it was 190. This one was 400. I used to worry about gas for my car. Now I worry about natural gas for my home. California, with all of the regulations and the taxes, you guys are the worst energy bills I think in the world, not just in the country. West Richardson, Circleville, Ohio. I appreciate your tagline, no spin. Your analysis is fair. Example, you discussed the classified documents, both Biden and Trump, had people pack up their stuff and they grabbed it all. That's fair. I read both your daily and weekly column consistently. I trust you, Bill. It means a lot to me, West. You know, that's why we are here. I will never mislead you ever. And all of our analysis is based on facts. And if it's not, if I have to guess, I tell you it's a guess. Like the Super Bowl, I don't know who's going to win that. I'm guessing Philadelphia has a slight advantage, but depends on Mahomes' ankle. All right, but I don't know. Two very evenly matched teams. Eileen Hoist, Losey, California. I'm not going to solder you, but thanks for your honest news reporting, O'Reilly. S-A-W-D-E-R, word of the day yesterday. So thank you for not soldering me, Eileen. Um, Heidi Hines, Mesquite, Nevada. I'm excited to hear about the new killing book in doing ancestry. I discovered I am a direct descendant of Thomas Putnam and Annie Putnam. Okay. Well, Thomas Putnam and Annie Putnam were deep involved in the witch trials in Salem. So you are definitely, Heidi, going to read, I hope, uh, Killing the Witches, the Horror of Salem, Massachusetts, which comes out 
September 26th. You can pre-order on BillOReilly.com now. You get it first. Nice cover, right? Um, but it is a book that will surprise you on every page. All right. In the store, if you go to pre-order that, pick up some no-spin uh, polos, which will greet spring. You're already in spring almost down in Florida and Texas and Arizona. I'm going to Arizona next week for the Super Bowl, by the way. And uh, I'm bringing my polos. But it's a little chilly there now. Check the temperature in Phoenix. It's a little chilly, but it's all right. Okay, word of the day, uh, do not be nugatory, N-U-G-A-T-O-R-Y. Nugatory when writing to BillOReilly.com. Here is the address, Bill at BillOReilly.com. How simple is this? Bill at BillOReilly.com from all over the world. Name and town, if you wish to opine. Back with the final thought on aging. All right, here is the final thought of the day. I wrote a message of the day, and free for everybody. Just go to BillOReilly.com in the morning, and you'll get my uh, daily message on baby boomers, me, okay, and how we're handling the aging process. So uh, I took a few swipes at Madonna and Jane Fonda and that. But there is a serious message there in uh, the uh, message of the day. But look. Whether you're a millennial or a baby boomer or a Gen X or whatever else it is, aging is inevitable and you need to prepare for it by saving your money, number one. If you're not doing that, boy, it's tough. Older people who don't have any assets, very, very tough. The government's not going to be able to take care of you. You're going to be working until you're 70, 75. You have no money. Okay, number two, your health. Don't eat that sugar, please. And watch the other garbage. Don't go to the fast food places once in a while, but guard your health. Because if you're down, you know, as you get older, your immune system weakens and it gets, everything gets harder. And number three, accept it. Okay? I mean, I, I keep myself in good shape. I can, I say to my friends and, and, and stuff like that, I mean, I'm not great with remembering names and stuff, but I, I can give you a pretty good idea of what is going on in the world. And I can still beat 35-year-olds in a debate. That's my litmus test. Am I quicker than they are at my age? And I am. And that's just thanks to God. I don't do anything about it. That's thanks to God. But I hone it. I hone it. I hone it. I exercise here and physically. So you got to think about that aging. Nobody escapes. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll see you tomorrow. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for 10,000 or 10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change 
So get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you.